Welcome to the Goddess Talk Podcast, a platform inspiring visionary, spiritual women to remember their power, rise into their soul purpose, and activate their most fulfilling, abundant lives. Join me and my guests for conversations around spirituality, self-development, wellness, women's empowerment, and intentional, intuitive business. Thank you so much for being with me, and let's begin. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. It is such an honor to be with you as it always is. In today's episode, I interviewed intuitive life and business mentor Sarah Lewis, and I love how this conversation turned out. We talked about how to uncover your purpose and why purpose is so much more a remembrance than it is a discovery and how to go about transmuting any fear that we may have around stepping into purpose fully. We also talked about finding permission to begin our soul work in ourselves before the world gives it to us. We talked about abundance, why abundance is an inside job first, and releasing abundance blocks, and also the connection between self-worth and net worth. And then Sarah also gives us a beautiful introduction to the Akashic Records, what they are, how they differ from our own intuition, and how to utilize their guidance in our lives and our businesses. So I think that you all are really going to resonate with Sarah. I know I definitely do. And it is such a pleasure to share this conversation with you. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're here with Sarah Lewis. Sarah is an intuitive life and business mentor for heart-led women whose mission is to empower you to lead from your heart, step into your power, and tap into your gifts for success, alignment, and abundance on every level. It's so, so good to have you on. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So I always begin the show asking everybody the same warm-up questions. Mm -hmm. And the first one that I have for you is what is your daily ritual if you have one? Or what are some of your favorite self-care practices that you do on a regular basis? Mm, I love that question. So for me, it changes um, pretty much daily. So I have what I kind of call my ritual menu or like practice kind of menu. So I have a whole mm-hmm. list and I usually will have that on my phone in, in the notes section of my phone in the notes app. And um, depending on how I'm feeling, I'll do like several of these. And then also whenever I need to kind of have this moment for self-care and deep nourishment, I'll go there and see what I can do. Um, and on the list, I have a bunch of things, but I'll just go over what comes right now, which uh, obviously there's meditation. I think that's pretty, um, it's pretty important. And honestly, I don't always feel like I meditate 
properly, but I allow myself to just, you know, do whatever meditation I need. Sometimes it's a short one. Sometimes it's a guided one. Sometimes I'll be listening to some kind of um, binaural beat or something like that, Mm -hmm. just to kind of center myself and ground myself. I also have um, some Kundalini Kriyas and, and things like breathing exercises with obviously the, the movements and things like that, which can also be really helpful. So let's say I'm in not really in the mood for a long meditation and I more need some movement because I do tend to need to move my body a lot because I'm kind of very much um, like um, very sensitive and clear sentient in that sense. So usually moving my body or moving meditations or things that are more active help me to actually calm the mind. So I have that. Um, I love ceremonial cacao. So I I try to do that at least a few times a week um, in the morning. Um, Movement, again, to yoga or things like that. And um, I'm sorry, journaling. But really, it depends on how I'm feeling and what I really need. So I I think I covered most of the things I like Mm -hmm. to do. Also, tapping. I use tapping um, quite a bit, which has been really helpful. So EFT, emotional freedom technique. And um, and yeah, so that I think covers most of my little practice. Yeah, Uh, that's yeah, I love it. I also have. kind of like a menu like you said or just like a list on my Mm -hmm. notes and even just a mental list in my mind of things that I like and I know will make me feel good and it's so much better it's so much more organic um, and I Mm -hmm. feel really nourishes you the most when you just go to that list and do what you need in that day versus having like every single day I have to do these 15 steps and going through it like more robotically (laughs) I think we all used to do that and now it's like wait that defeats the whole purpose of having a practice Um, right have you tried the ego eradicator kundalini meditation like the breath of fire yes i have okay i actually have just been doing this recently and the funny thing is that um so i i have been so i'm in dubai right now and they have reopened the beaches which is really helpful especially with the heat right now and i went to the beach today this morning and the other day for the first time, so Friday for the first time, and I was actually doing it in the water. So I love to float on my back, and I was doing it in the water. Just, just I don't know why it came to me, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and yeah. it was really nice. It was really fun. Yeah, I love that one. Oh my it's god, really I want to do it in the water. Yeah, it's so powerful. Like it's called ego eradicator for a good reason. It, I just feel like it gets you right out of your mind and straight into your body. So that's yes, that's so good and exactly what I need. Yeah. Yes. Don't we all? <laughs> Okay, what is something that you really love about yourself? Ooh, that's a like that can be such a tough question. Um, I'd say I really like my ability to question myself and let's say see when I'm when I'm wrong or be willing to at least see a different way. So of course, you know, the ego thing we're just talking about will come. And and sometimes we, we are really, we are very strong in that in a way of thinking, or let's say an argument with someone and we really want to be right. I, what I like about myself is that I'm usually not super stubborn with that. And I will be able to, even if it takes a little while, be able to go and apologize or, um, or see that there is another way. And it's not always easy. It's not always as easy as it sounds, but um, I feel that 
that that is something I do like about myself. (laughs) Yeah, it's powerful to be able to do that. And it does take a lot of strength because it's uncomfortable. It's like your whole, like your whole body kind of resists it. But then when you do, there's so much freedom available. Yes. I think that that is so much more powerful and also oftentimes helps the other person soften up as well, which in turn dissolves any arguments and yeah, but it's obviously not always easy, but I Mm -hmm. tend to always apologize first, especially with my sister. When we were growing up, I would always apologize first and she's very, very stubborn. She has now changed a lot, but um, I used to always say, you know what? I don't need to be right in this moment. I just prefer peace. And that's exactly it. Harmony than having to be right. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's really powerful in romantic relationships too. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the last warm-up question that I have for you is what excites you the most about the work that you're doing in the world right now? Mm, I love that question. Um, There are so many things, to be honest, but one of the things that excites me most right now is to, well, I guess there's a few things that I do want to talk about. I know you said one thing, but um, I think we are in a very interesting, intense, powerful and challenging time, but that is very powerful and and, um, challenging for a reason. I feel that we are being called to do this work and also, also do the inner work and do the external work and touch lives and rise together. And I feel that this is, and I'm sure that people have been saying this for a long time, but I feel that this is kind of accelerating right now mm-hmm. um, with everything going on. So that is scary sometimes, but it can also be very exciting when you think about it on a bigger scale. But also more specifically, what I've been excited about is um, working with women with money and abundance more recently, which has been very um, difficult for me in the past to address these topics. But I recently started a new program called Abundance Alchemist and have been working with amazing women and seeing their transformation and healing their relationship with money and empowering them with money and finances, but also just abundance in general, which is obviously every area of your life, not just money, has been very exciting. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I agree with you. I'll just say quickly as well. Like I feel that whenever there is some kind of massive world change, we can either rise into more love or fall into more fear. Absolutely. So I think that you're right. The people who are being called to rise can really lead the way for the rest of us to open ourselves up to more love and, um, So thinking about it from that perspective, it can, even though there's pain and hurt in the present, it can be a beautiful experience when you're, when the world is in a state of um, chaos or is changing um, because it could be leading to something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always hard to see when we're in the midst of it all. Um, But let's, keep hope. And I guess I'm a very optimistic person. That could have been one thing I like about myself, but some people also hate it. So, you know, Um, but yeah, keeping faith and hope, even when it's challenging and hard and painful, I think is important right now. Yeah. 
I'm with you. <laughs> so I you know I gave you a brief introduction at the beginning, but I really want to hear more about you um, from your perspective and in your words. And I want to hear more about the work that you're doing with women and how you're helping them with abundance and money magic and um, all of the work that you're doing. So will you tell us a little bit more about you and what you do and how you got started? Yes, of course. It's always hard to know how to start answering these types of questions. Or where to start. Like, do I start from two years ago or 10? I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll just see what comes through, right? So uh, I don't think I have to say my name, but I (laughs) initially am from Switzerland. So uh, I grew up most of my life there and I'm now based in Dubai. But um, I think... I'm not even sure why I'm saying this, but I, just to give some people some geographical like context in, the, in that sense. Um, other than that, I don't know if your audience is very familiar with um, human design and all things, but I think it will give a little bit of indication when I start going into more detail. Yeah. But I'm a manifesting generator and I'm a triple fire. So Sagittarius, Sun and uh, Rising and Leo Moon. So... I tend Ooh. to, so I don't, I don't I always, have expected that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, some people, so funnily enough, like a lot of people ask me if I'm a projector and um, ask me if I have a lot of water or earth. So like the more, I guess, feminine um, elements in my chart. And um, I'm, I do, I don't really know my chart that well, but I know those three are quite interesting and I don't always feel all that fire but I do tend to be a little bit all over the place as a manifesting generator and um, have had quite a not very linear path so I initially studied law for five years Um, I went into law because that's what was expected of me my grandfather on my mom's side was a lawyer and he also went into politics in Switzerland and all those things and he always wanted his children to be lawyers but they never went on that path and so then I was the first grandchild he had and so it was kind of on me and I was I was quite a people pleaser and so always wanted to like seek approval and validation and so also didn't really know who I was I think I had these this sense of what I liked I was very creative and I wanted to go more into something like fashion I had fashion blogs and things like that at the time but I went into law anyway so I think that kind of gives a context to kind of explain that yeah I I was definitely not always in my power And I always knew deep down that I wanted something else and something more for myself, but I didn't know what. So kind of fast forward after five years of studying law that I really did not enjoy at all. Like I found some, I guess, things that I did like in law. I like intellectual property and stuff like that, but I was really so, I just was not thriving and I was not loving, loving it at all. It was really hard. Um, So I tried to convince myself for a long time that that was the right path for me, but it wasn't. And I knew it deep down. So fast forward a little bit in 2016, when I finally decided, and it took time to be okay with that decision, that I wasn't going to continue because in Switzerland, Switzerland, I would have had to 
So do five years to have a master's, which I do have, but then go on to do six months of really challenging. Um, I don't know what it's called in English, but just training to become a lawyer. But then you have to also go into two years of traineeship or internship to then pass the bar exam. So it would have been at least two and a half more years of pain and suffering in something that I knew wasn't my calling. And I knew there was something deeper to explore. So I decided I was going to say no to that. And I had a job at a time in, which was really good job to me in a law firm. And I was um, kind of helping out a lot there, but I decided to not only stop this path that I was on and say, like, try something else, which was really hard for me to do at the time. And I also quit my job. And I also left a 10 year relationship because all of it felt just not in alignment. And I didn't know this at the time, but I just felt that something was not serving me anymore. And also in the relationship, it wasn't really a healthy relationship anymore, or maybe it never was. I'm not really clear. Um, so I left all of that in 2016 and traveled and I just didn't know what I wanted or who I was, but I knew that there was something more to explore. So I traveled with my sister to Australia, to Vietnam, and it was really nice, but, um, I still really didn't find that thing that I thought I would but at least it was really good for me to just reconnect to myself. And um, going back to Switzerland, I, I hope I'm not going too much into detail and too long no, here. No, we want to hear. Okay. Um, going back to Switzerland after this trip, um, that was really amazing. Life kind of hit me, like hit me hard after the breakup. I hadn't really dealt with it because I left, but still it was hard and there was a lot to deal with and to process. And I hadn't really done that when you're traveling, you're just like enjoying, yes, it's hard, but you're, you have distractions, I guess, when you're traveling. So you can kind of escape certain things when you're traveling. And that's what I did. So that hit me hard. And then I was like, I still don't know what I want to do. So I was looking for jobs and I found a job that I thought was, you know, what I wanted to do because it was in philanthropy for a really huge company in Switzerland that's very well known um watch company <laughs> I think you'll know what I'm talking <laughs> about um and and I thought well that's what I want to do it's in philanthropy I want to help I want to support I was very much into sustainability as well and and how can I kind of serve and have an impact already um I did know deep down that I wanted to have my own business but I still was so completely lost and didn't know where to start so I was like okay this is it and I started that which was great in many ways and had there was many blessings there but I was like oh no I thought because so I had been studying before traveling I had been studying and working at the same time so I never really had much time and I thought well when I, I'll have this nine-to-five job I'll have more time and it won't be like studying something I hate. So I'll, I'll be really happy. And it wasn't that at all. I was like, okay, so what's next? I'm not happy in this job, even though it has many great things about it. The people especially were great. Um, I just felt so lost. And I think I, I kind of hit um, not, not a huge rock bottom, but I was very sad and depressed for a few weeks right after I started that because I was like, is this it? Is this what I kind of have been wanting my whole life? And that's it. There's, there's nothing left after this. Like this is where I'm going to be stuck for, because also you, you're in this um, 
nine to five, you have people around you that keep on, on saying, oh, excited for the weekend, excited for the next vacation, mm-hmm. excited for their retirement. And they're counting the years until their retirement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my goodness, like I, th- these people are amazing, but I don't want to be like that. So anyway, <laughs> um, at that point, I decided to work with a life coach and um, energy healer, sh- shamanic energy healer. I, I mean, I don't really know her title, but she was a really, she really helped me a lot to reconnect to who I was and, and do some deeper inner healing and things like that. And shortly after that, I also found uh, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, IAN. Mm-hmm. And um, that was kind of an aha moment. And I enrolled into that and decided that I wanted to be a coach. So at the time, I thought I wanted to be a holistic health coach, which I have done for a while. But then I realized it was more, it was something different. So I kind of started as a holistic health coach and then went into life coaching. And now I'm doing more intuitive business coaching and working with abundance. So I guess it's all a process and an evolution. Uh, Looking back, I'm like, I guess it makes sense. But sometimes when you're in it, not always having the clarity is challenging because you're like, but I'm doing this and now I want to do this. And also I'm a manifesting generator. So it's kind of like, I have to allow myself to do it. But um, yeah, that was long. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, don't be sorry. I'm so we're, we're grateful that you shared and I always tell people that it's really helpful, I think, for people that are listening to see Mm -hmm. your experience and to see the transition from point A to point B, because I I think that it helps them validate where they're at and be able to trust that they're exactly where they're supposed to be and that that if they um, lean into what they're being called to do, it will work out. So. I agree. I think for me as well, it was really helpful back when I felt really lost to read books and listen to people and their stories and their journeys. And I was like, even if I could relate to just one little piece of it, it always really helped me and just trusting the process and the journey more because sometimes we want to be there, like the goal, the the whatever end goal, but that also changes. And we have to learn to be okay with where we're at and that we're going through the process. So, yeah. Yeah. And the process is always necessary to get to the goal anyway. So we really can't rush through. Yeah. Um, And it's so funny. I just wanted to say too, like so much of your story is just so similar to mine, like everything from majoring, like I majored in business and it was like, you know, a long, a long route and realized that I didn't want to do that. And then being in this really long-term relationship and getting out of that and, wow. um, and then working with my first life coach. And, um, I started, te- I started teaching yoga and like being more in health and wellness and that eventually led to this. So I just wanted to say that it's funny how many parallels mm-hmm. there are between our stories. Um, but what That's I really, why we were, <laughs> we're aligned. Um, yeah bound to connect at some point. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, like for people that are listening that are maybe closer to the point A of your story, like to where you started, who are maybe in a job that they don't like, or they're in a relationship that's not serving them, or they're not feeling fulfilled. um, How did, and maybe they're starting to explore their spirituality, or they're starting to 
get hints of what their purpose might be, but they don't know if they're worthy of it or they don't know if they're capable of it. Like, how do we know that we're meant to be a leader or that we're meant to be a heart leader? And Mm. I guess my question's twofold too. Like, how do we know? And then why do we need heart leaders right now? Um, Mm. Yeah, like, and I know you always say like, you know, we all win when we lead from heart. So maybe that's three, three questions in one, but yeah, like how do we know and why is it more important now than ever? Mm, I love those questions. <laughs> um, well, to start and I'll try to answer all of them, but let me know if I'm missing anything. Um, the first thing I think, you know, because you feel called to it. So for example, okay. So you mentioned purpose as well. And I do want to say that I have I had been looking for my purpose for a very long time and I thought that I would find the thing. So obviously I'm into everything under the sun when it comes to personal development, spirituality, all these things. I've, I've tried a lot of different things, maybe not everything, but I've tried a lot of different things. And I always thought that one thing would give me the solution or the answer to my purpose, for example, or what I'm supposed to be doing. And that was a really big one. And at some point I realized that I can be living my purpose and I am already living my purpose now if I choose to. And I can answer that calling and my purpose. It's, I feel like we all have different purposes, but at the same time, it's all very linked and connected and it's just to be who we are and share Mm -hmm. our gifts and and our message in whatever way we, we can. So for example, if you are in a job that you don't like and you don't love, I don't, believe that you have to quit everything now and can and just start um, doing your soul work your purpose full time you can also keep that and even if you don't if you haven't figured it out yet you can start exploring your purpose in whatever wherever you are so start where you are I think that's the message here start where you are and don't think that all the answers are outside of you. You have all the answers within. And sometimes it's hard to believe that. And it's great sometimes to also have this external confirmation from someone you work with and just strengthen that within you. I think that has been really helpful for me as well. But it always guided me back within. So I always Mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to, and it took different shapes, right? I always knew I wanted to have my own business and, just to, to to give you a few examples and go back to what I mentioned, I had a, a few fashion blogs and it wasn't really a business back then, but I, I wanted to have that kind of business at the time. And now I know it was very uh, misaligned in many ways, but that was the start. And then it was health coaching. And then I had ideas to start a, maybe a, a sustainable fashion brand or something like that. So I had many different things. And at the core of it all was maybe not the fashion blog, but I always wanted to have my own business. So entrepreneurial kind of spirit. And then later on, it was more to serve in some way, make a difference in some way, have an impact. And yes, I didn't really know the details. So that can be very confusing, but just trust that if you have that calling, it is there for a reason and it's meant for you and it's what you're meant to explore. And sometimes Again, we want to have this all figured out and be to the like the end goal or be at the end goal um, and, and see our vision come to life. But we have to explore where it takes us. And that may be 
very linear for some people. And for me, it wasn't. So I think that answers part of your question and why it's so important right now. I feel it's because the world needs us and we need, we can have a ripple effect with even just a few people in our communities, our audience, if we have one online and we can touch many, many lives or even just a few and that's enough. And if you have a message, if you have a gift, or if you want to explore your own gifts, your message and and be more clear on that, I'd say start, start small, start by, you know, you can start with even social media these days and we can have a love hate relationship with it, but it's, it's great to start sharing your message and opening up and exploring your gifts and, and sharing that. So yeah, and I've done many different things to explore my gifts. I was I was doing Akashic Records readings in the past, and I stopped that. And um, I even tried Reiki. I've tried all different things, and I feel that I always thought this is it, this is the thing. But I know that it's also meant to evolve. So I don't know if that answers. I think that answers a few of your questions. But no, am I missing any? Yeah. <laughs> no, it does. And I actually really love the <clears throat> the first thing that you said. which was just about, um, I think you said our purpose is just to be who we are. And I think that is, it's so simple, yet it's so true. So many of us spend so much time trying to like find it and have this huge awakening where we just discover our purpose. But I think we, we realize like, it's just being who you are. And it's so much more of a remembrance than it is about discovering anything new. Right. And everything that you already enjoy, like you already, like, people that are listening probably already enjoy helping others. They probably already enjoy leading. They probably already enjoy speaking their truth. Like all the things that you enjoy or being creative are things yeah. that are a part of your purpose, are a way that you're going to express your purpose. So it really is so much simpler than I think we, th- we all think, um, even though it can feel really overwhelming at the beginning. That's absolutely true. And I think sometimes also with your purpose or let's say your gift, your med- your, what you're supposed to be sharing, there comes a lot of things attached to it that we have to let go of. So let's say the fear of being heard or seen, um, the fear of being who you are is very normal as well. So that's why it's so simple, but it can be quite challenging and is also a process and that can be for so many reasons like past lives ancestors like <clears throat> in our lineage and trauma there for just being who you are and expressing yourself or sharing your gifts especially in the spiritual sense because that in the past has been you know people were killed for that um yeah. so whether it's past life related or in your lineage that can be a big trauma that it's it's also really important to heal that so if that comes up it doesn't mean that it's not meant for you and it's not the path that you're meant to be on it's just that maybe it is exactly that and the fear comes with it and there is some healing to do there Mm, so true and I think um I think also so many of us spend a lot of time and energy trying to 
look outside of ourselves to find our purpose because we don't trust ourselves enough or we don't think that we alone are good enough. We need something else. Like we need some, yeah. somebody else's modality or teaching and then to, and be able to share that. So I think um, if we're really struggling to figure out what we're supposed to be doing, it is just about building a stronger relationship with ourselves, trusting ourselves, coming home to ourselves and realizing that that is enough and that we are really our greatest source of power. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you on that. And I've definitely been the person trying to look for um, everything outside of myself and fill the void or have the answers given to me. And um, I think that it is also, that's what we're always saying, but it's definitely a process to start trusting yourself more and coming home to you and, and um, yeah, really connecting to that power that you have within you is so important and will change your life. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know what's happening today. I know, both of our throats. I don't know what that means, but... Um, I guess throat chakra clearing yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah, we're having a throat chakra clearing. I'm here for it. Me um, too. So let's talk about abundance and money magic. The first thing mm. that I'm really curious about is how did you know that it was time for you to start sharing this? And was there like a moment that you were like, okay, I'm ready of this. I'm ready for this. Or I'm worthy of talking about abundance. Like I've made enough money to talk about this, or I have enough abundance to talk about this. Cause I think that's a, a block that a lot of people face. Like I don't have permission to talk about this if I'm not a millionaire or a multi six figure business owner or whatever it is. So what gave you permission to start talking about that? And yeah, how did you know that that was um, what wanted to come through you? That is such a good question. Thank you so much. Um, and I will preface this by saying that I'm definitely not a six-figure business owner, not yet at least, or a multimillionaire or anything like that. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, And I, I love this question because it's, it's so important on so many levels. But I'll start by saying that, well, I, I started by saying that first. And I think that as with everything, you have to give yourself permission to talk about this. And for me, it was actually something so uncomfortable for a long time. Um, and I was very triggered by people who were talking about money and abundance, especially money, but you know, both, because again, it's not quite the same, obviously. Um, I was very triggered by that. And then I felt that this trigger was there for a reason. So I leaned into that and listened to it. And what was it trying to say? And that was a process of many months. Like it started a while back. And then I was always, you know, one day I want to talk about this, but I have to be there and I have to be this at this stage. Mm -hmm. And, and then I, I think at the start of 2020, so the start of this year, I started feeling that it was more and more important for me to talk not only about money, but also business and conscious business, spiritual business, heart leaders, um, all these things, and the new way of doing things, which includes money, of course. Mm -hmm. And it was uncomfortable, and it still is sometimes, every step of the way. And I didn't get permission from anywhere else. I had to give myself permission and start stepping into that more and more. So it's obviously very 
tricky, especially with topics like that. I would guess that with topics, a lot of people start talking about sexuality and sexual healing and things like that. That's also a very, I guess it's because these topics are taboo a lot of the time and so sensitive, it's even harder, but also when you have struggled yourself. But I also believe that when you have struggled with something yourself so much that it becomes very important when you feel called to share it because you know the struggle, you know the healing involved with that. So um, does that, yeah, I think that answers Mm -hmm most of their question I had yeah. to give myself permission and and that's with everything you won't you won't be handed permission by someone else and you won't get to a stage where you're like okay I because there, there will always be another challenge and you'll always have maybe not but a lot of us will always have a part of us questioning our worth and are we ready for this are we worthy of this? Did we get to this point where we can finally claim that we are an expert or, mm-hmm. you know, that we do this? And the answer is that no, oftentimes you won't feel ready. You won't feel that you're an expert, but that's also part of the challenge to embody that more and more and to claim it and to take control and to take your power back in that sense. Yeah. I love everything that you just said. And you're right. Like the, the term expert or ready is so arbitrary. Like it, it, it can, you can always be more of an expert. You can always be more ready. You can always have more money or have more experience. So it's like, when is the cycle going to break? There has to be a point where you just say today, I claim myself as ready. I claim myself as enough. I claim myself as worthy. I claim myself as the expert. I claim myself as as abundant, you know, there has to be a point where you just break that cycle of waiting. And, mm-hmm. and it exactly. is so powerful when you do. Um, and you give so many other people permission to do yeah. the same for them. Exactly. Beautiful. And I think that um, for a long time, and I think that goes back to my people pleasing self that is still there in many ways. Um, I was just trying to play, play it safe and, and, you know, doing what I knew talking about, you know, living from the heart space, which is obviously a very big topic and very powerful and important for me um, and intuition and all, and all these things. But then I was like, I feel there's this fire that wants to, that's burning in me. And I, it feels very uncomfortable, but I, I feel I need to talk about this and start just being more open about this topic. And, and it's incredible when you do that, when you allow yourself to go there Mm -hmm. um, and open up and start sharing, knowing that you're not fully healed and you you might never be, and you're not fully there yet. And you're still working on it yourself. And you're still, you still have a vision for yourself and you're, it it will always be the case. Right. Um, And doing so, is when you touch the most people, which is quite incredible. And so many people have reached out and say, said, well, I've been struggling with this for a long time and, and never found um, it said in this way. Of course, there's many people who talk about it, but your voice, even if it has been done many times before, is unique because you have gone through your own experiences and you can say it in your own way. And that will touch people. The people who are meant to be touched by you will be. Yeah. 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 And I just want to emphasize too, the point about being perfect that you said, 
like you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything figured out and you probably never will to be able to help someone. Like you just have to be one or two steps ahead. And I think knowing that can just set you free and help people that are listening to be able to start. So let's get a little bit more into the nitty gritty of abundance and Mm -hmm. money magic because everybody wants to have more money and feel more abundant. So um, I think my first question is how, well, maybe, maybe first I'll say, what are some of the biggest things that you see people blocking um, abundance from Mm. flowing or money from flowing? And then how can we start to feel more abundant and attract more money when it's not present in our current reality? Mm. So good, such good questions. Um, Well, first of all, so the biggest blocks that I've seen are actually linked to self-worth and not feeling worthy of having or also feeling that or, you know, because of conditioning, because of society and education, a lot of the time thinking that money is bad, evil, and also in in a more spiritual circle, thinking that you can't do what you love and be a spiritual person and have money, that it doesn't go together, and that money and spirituality just do not work together. But I feel that one of the reasons I'm here is to blend and bring those two back in harmony because money does want to work with us heart leaders, uh, people who are light workers or however you identify coaches, you know, people who are here to serve the world. It does want to work with us. But the problem is that we have been thinking that it doesn't and blocking it. And also the self-worth part is very big in so many, in so many ways, but also for money, because we think that it's, it's exactly what I've been going through my whole life. Like others deserve it more. I'm not deserving enough. Or, um, who am I to want this? Who am I to desire this? I have what I want, what I need. I mean, I have what I need. Why would I want more? All these things. This is very much self worth related. So I think that's the biggest things that I see. Um, and there's so much more, obviously it goes deep, especially when it comes to that, um, with our upbringing and and so many things, but that I think are are the biggest. And your second question was, how can we start feeling more abundant? Well, first of all, I'd say seeing that abundance is everywhere. It's not just money. It's, um, you know, the, the food that you have, every day that you have enough food on your table and your plate that you have running water hot water that you have um a home a home like a place to stay a bed all these things also are abundance and abundance is obviously having all your needs met but also much more so it's love loving relationships it's being able to do something that you love and it's being creative, having enough sleep, taking care of yourself, your practice, um, little things in nature, abundance is everywhere. So I think that seeing it in that way and being appreciative of what you do have, even when you don't have the money that you desire yet, or times are really tough, it's 
really shifting your perspective and it will shift your energy as well. Shifting your perspective and seeing what you are blessed with. And obviously a lot of people use gratitude and I think that's beautiful, but let's just change the word and be more appreciative of what you, what you have and what you, yeah. And just for example, the sun shines every day, even if you don't see it, it's behind clouds. It's there every day. And it's, it's just, it's abundance as well. So I don't know if that makes sense, but just really shifting your perspective to seeing abundance in every area of your life. And once you start doing that, it also opens up more, more space for money and, and abundance, like financial abundance to come into your life. Because if you're not feeling abundant in like in any, any way, then it's hard for money to come in. But if you do feel abundant, and sometimes it's obviously we all have our challenges, but if you start seeing and cultivating your abundance and taking care of yourself and seeing that every that abundance is your birthright and seeing it in everywhere it is, then you start opening the door for more abundant, more monetary mm-hmm. and financial abundance to come in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for... I think often so many of us, including me, especially in the past, would be so narrowly focused on just, I need more, that needing energy and that wanting energy and lack. Like, I don't have enough. I can't feel good until I have more. And that mm-hmm. really, from an energetic level, really just blocks off anything from flowing. Absolutely. So I just want to echo your point of like feeling abundant as a state. And, and tapping mm-hmm. into that as a state within you first, and then watching yeah. as that um, is already in your life in places that you're not even looking at. And then also watching as the more that you feel that, the more you start to open up for that to come in on a physical level. Yes, exactly. No, I think definitely tapping into your infinite source of abundance that is within you and not blocking yourself and focusing on the lack and need and all those kind of um that tightness that tightening in your body but instead expanding and opening up and seeing that you are everything that you need is you know provided for for you and that you can tap into that and you're supported and held and that yeah abundance is your birthright so really tapping into that definitely yeah i love what Yeah. Yeah, And I think I just want to share too, that something that really helped me was remembering that the universe is my source of abundance. Me and the universe are the source of source of abundance. It's not my clients or my business or someone else in my life or whatever. It's the universe. So when you think about it that way, you can really open yourself up to more ways that money can come in and get out of that like very 3d linear like money can only come in from how many hours i work or how many clients i get like there's a there's a lot more possibilities absolutely no that's so true that's something that i work with with my clients a lot because oftentimes like you said exactly like the 3d energy focusing on um well i need these like this amount of clients i need it to come this way and if that doesn't happen then you know it's over or it's just really stressful and that needy energy that kind of grasping and it just closes you up and your energy field isn't the same 
Whereas when you are more understanding of what you just said and knowing that the universe is your source of abundance and you can tap into that at any time, then you open up and that energy becomes much more magnetic for clients to come to you and money to come to you. And it doesn't have to even always come through the way you thought it would. So yeah. Definitely. And it usually doesn't come in the way you thought it would, right? Exactly. It often is yeah. very different. So loosening the grip there yes. and surrendering and trusting yourself. Yeah. Amen. So important. So I want to talk to you as well about the Akashic Records for a moment. Um, and I'll just share too that I first heard about the Akashic Records like probably over a year ago. And it never really interested me. I always, I just wasn't interested at all. And it seemed really out there. And whenever I'd hear about it, I would just skip right over it and move on with life. But over the last few months, the topic keeps coming up. And every time it comes up, I'm like now so drawn to it. And my curiosity is um, sparked. And um, I've just, ever since I started diving into them, I've had so many synchronicities happen and um, so many people that do readings on the Akashic Records have appeared in my life um, very synchronistically. And I have the book, the Linda Howe's book now, and I'm really exploring it for myself. So I'm very excited to dive into them. Um, and I know that that's something that um, has been a part of your life. And I know you used to do readings or you did them at one point. So for everybody who's listening that has no idea what they are, um, can you tell everybody what the Akashic Records are and maybe how they differ from our own intuition? Mm, what a beautiful question. I haven't talked about them in a while and I can so relate to what you said. Um, the, you know, the, just hearing about them and kind of brushing it off or not being really interested. So I translate that as being ready for them yet. And then when you are, it just like comes into your life and it can just happen like this. Um, which is very powerful. But I'd say that the Akashic records are another kind of dimension of consciousness. So they're kind of, obviously there's different dimensions of consciousness. There's, there's so many, but the, the Akashic records kind of are here all the time, but it's just a vibrational frequency that is different. I don't know, obviously everyone in, in um, explains it in a different way, but I'll just explain it that way. And um, they are kind of where you have, but not in a physical form, in a vibrational form, the records of every soul and its journey. So from your life, past lives that you've had, and not your future that is like written already, but the future possibilities for your soul. So for every soul, that's kind of not written, but encoded somewhere almost um, in a vibrational way. So I know that can be very out there and not necessarily yet um, very clear for some people, but I will leave it at that for what they are and how they differ from your own intuition is that it's much broader. So it's usually never won't contradict your intuition, but your intuition is very much more narrow. So when you, you have your intuition, it's also linked to your own experiences, your subconscious mind, what it 
was able to um, capture from, you know, everything, every experience that you've had. And it's very much linked to you and how you can see it and will translate in a way that's very practical sometimes, not always, but a lot of the times it will make more sense to you like if you're connected to it and the Akashic Records is much more like a broad, bigger picture, large vision kind of mm. thing. So um, <laughs> when I used to do readings, a lot of the time my clients would say that, you know, they have a sense of something. So their intuition is telling them one thing. And then when we do the reading, it very much confirms that, but gives it more perspective. Mm. And that was always very helpful. So I don't know if that makes sense and that is clear for you and will be clear for the audience, but that's kind of how um, I can explain it now. <laughs> no, that does. And that is very much in alignment as well with my experience um, having yeah. somebody else read my records or the records for yeah. me. Um, I already like when, when she told me what, what she was getting, I already knew it, but first of all, having her confirmation was so reassuring. And then yeah. also it was a broader perspective. So I was able to really understand like the why of why I was experiencing what I was. Whereas before it, I, it was hard for me to understand why, like, yeah my frustration in a moment was necessary, but then I kind of saw the bigger picture, just like you said. Exactly. That's exactly what they do for you. So it gives you this peace and it's also very healing because it sees you in your wholeness when you are in your records, when you have an Akashic Records reading, it's very much healing in that sense because yeah, it sees you for who you truly are, your soul essence. So yeah. Yeah. answers the question. <laughs> no, absolutely. So um, just, I think the main thing that I want to know, and I think people will be curious about is, it, are the records something that everybody can access? Do you have to be gifted to access them? Or what's the deal with that? Mm. Well, everyone, I believe everyone can access them. I believe everyone has access to them and can for sure. But of course, we're, we're all on different journeys and that may happen at different times for different people. And sometimes it might not happen. Or the thing is that you have to kind of get out of your own way. And again, it goes back to giving yourself permission to do it and, and allowing yourself to explore that if, you, if you're called to it. So when I started doing readings for, well, first I started for myself as you're supposed to and then started doing for others it was terrifying because I was like who am I to do this and I had so much of this doubt and stuff but then I was like well I feel like I need to do this I know it's going to be for a, like a, like a temporary thing I didn't know how long but I, I felt that it was going to be for a moment in time and it was but I just knew that it was terrifying and I had to do it anyway. So mm. that happens a lot of the time and you'll be questioning yourself and like, what if, you know, this doesn't make sense and, blah, blah, blah. and that's normal. It's the mind. It will always do that regardless of what you're trying to do or where you're going. But it's really important to kind of clear that a little bit, especially if you're doing readings for others. And it happens that it's so much easier to do readings for others for some people. For me also, it was easier to read for other people because especially if you don't know the person, you don't know anything about their lives, how are you going to kind of get in the way, the right. the human you, the, the mind you, the ego you? How is that going to be in the way? It, it can't really. So you have to really trust. But it's also this beautiful 
um, practice and trusting yourself, trusting the records and, and surrendering and, and really getting out of your own way. And, 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 you know, even if there's fear being there for that and showing up for it. So, um, I forgot the question now, but yes, I believe. Yeah. So, okay. I believe everyone can access the records and sorry. I believe that they're always, guiding you even if you're not aware of it that's the synchronicities and even if you haven't been in your records some people have actually had glimpses of that without knowing what it was so um, I think that it is possible it's just a matter Mm of are you willing to is that in your is that are you ready are you ready for it not ready ready but (laughs) like is that in your in in your journey right now and yeah so I think that that's that's my answer. I think that, and also it's one of the reasons why I, I stopped doing readings because I felt that there's so many beautiful readers, like Akashic Records readers out there, but also it's available to everyone. So mm-hmm. that was always, that was always what happened in readings. It was always guiding people back within themselves and it was very powerful and it was very beautiful. But at some point I was like, okay, I think that I did what I was supposed to be doing and yeah. I still work with them now more occasionally but it was a beautiful experience and I believe that um, anyone can do it and some of my clients who had readings have gone on to read their own and then become readers so yeah and you use it a lot for your business too like to give you guidance in business um so when I feel very stuck I do I to be completely honest I feel like I had um I haven't been doing it as much anymore so I feel like it's because I have to trust myself. And, and when mm. I go into the records, it usually always guides me back to that. So it's interesting. Mm. I don't know it's, if it's for now, but I still am definitely open to working with them and, and sometimes, but more for personal things, I will go into the records and see what's there. Um, and I still have to, I think, continue trusting myself in the business part and then go to the records once you know, I really feel stuck, I think, but I have, yeah. I have used it in the past a lot. And especially when I was doing the readings, I used them a lot for how am I supposed to do this? And they told me when to, they told me when to start, um, how much to charge and when to increase prices and when to stop cool. as well and why and things like that. So definitely. And um, I think that, yeah, I, I, I think I'm ready to go back into that now with what with the next chapter of my business yeah. so very cool well, I'm excited to continue exploring it myself yeah. for life and business mm-hmm. so I always end um well let me first say this has been such a good conversation um I feel like I could just go on and on and keep talking to you and there's so much more that I could ask yeah. you um but I always end just asking everybody if you could tell your younger self one thing kind of using the insight that you now have and the experience that you now have, what would it be? Mm. Mm. One thing, it's hard one. Um, <laughs> it can be a couple I, if it has to be, that's fine. <laughs> I think um, it would be trust, trust yourself and your intuition more and follow it. Even, even if it's going to make other people uncomfortable or, disappoint them um 
And I, I guess I needed to learn that the hard way to like doing things that weren't in alignment and not trusting myself, thinking that, you know, just wanting and seeking this external approval and validation. Um, but then at the end of the day, you have to, and I think she knew that, but she still went for it to the past me. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you have to be really in alignment with what you're doing, who you are, and you go to bed with yourself at the end of the, at, at the end of the day, and you have to live with yourself every moment of every day. So do it for you and trust yourself. Don't do it for others. So I think that would be it. Yeah. I would tell my younger self the same thing. Um, yeah. It was almost like so much of my identity wasn't even with me. It was wrapped up in other people and their opinions or their fears or their beliefs. Yeah. And you're right. Like you do have to go to sleep knowing that you gave your power away to so many different people yeah. and you let them tell you what was possible or what was right, or um, you let them direct your life instead of you. So making that shift back to yourself is scary, but it's the, it, it is the most liberating thing and fulfilling thing that yeah. I think we can do for ourselves. Absolutely. And I think that you'll, when, when you start doing that, you also see that actually saying, for example, in my case, I quit law and I don't pursue this and having to say that to my, especially my grandfather and my family in general and a few other people is scary and terrifying and maybe they don't like that decision, but at the end of the day, they will have to accept it. And maybe they'll say, they'll say things and, you know, make comments and stuff like that. But the more you are sure and own yourself and your decision, the more people are actually surprisingly okay with it and they're like Mm -hmm. okay well it depends obviously there's always some cases where it's not that like that but um I find I find it really interesting to see the more and more I step in my power and say okay I own this I claim this and Mm -hmm. this is who I am this is my decision I'm not going to do this anymore I'm going to do this instead um people are like well you know okay or they'll say something and well, you know, maybe yeah, you right. just you just care. You have less energy yeah. to even care about what, right exactly how they feel. Yeah, it makes a big difference. So mm-hmm. I wish. Um, no, I, I think it was perfect the way I learned it. But that would I would tell myself my younger self that for mm-hmm. sure. Beautiful. Okay, will you tell everybody where they can find you if they want to explore more about you? Yes. So um, I think the best place to find me is on Instagram at Sarah Lewis Co. So CO at the end. It's all together. Um, or my website, if they want to explore different things. I have a blog. I also have a podcast and you, they can find everything on, you can find everything on, the, on the, my website, sarahlewis.co. So yeah, those are the places. And I I'm always excited and, and eager to get to learn, get to know people more and connect with them. So I'm looking forward to talking to you. Beautiful. Thank you so and much thank for you sharing. So much for, for this beautiful conversation. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It was such a lovely moment. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It was such an honor to have you. And yeah, just thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me today and listening to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you like these episodes, I would deeply appreciate you subscribing and leaving a five-star review. You can come and visit me online at goddessbrandco.com 
or connect with me on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch. Sending so much love and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.